Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Today's episode of Real Talk with Zuby is brought to you by our sponsors, OZ Lifestyle Brands. OZ Lifestyle Brands care a lot about the details. Their selection of men's accessories balance style with substance and quality and craftsmanship showcasing both casual and classic designs. They also make shopping really easy for you. You can just go check out their website, ozlifestylebrands.com. They've got a fantastic selection of watches, wallets, t-shirts, and other accessories, especially designed for men with ultra-discerning tastes. OZ is for men who have found their calling but don't feel the need to shout about it. So I recommend you go check out their full range of products over at ozlifestylebrands.com. To let them know that I sent you and to get 20% off your entire first order, just use the code ZUBYMUSIC at checkout. That is ZUBYMUSIC, Z-U-B-Y MUSIC at checkout to get 20% off your entire order at OZLifestyleBrands.com. OZLifestyleBrands.com. Go check them out. I am the man, sick with the slang, sick and I'm destined for fame. Do for the fam, not for the grand, stunt me a destined for pain. I do not front, I do not scam. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world? I would like to welcome you back to the Real Talk with Zuby podcast. On today's show, we have got the founder and owner of a new coffee company, which is called Ground Shark Coffee. This is Nick Lowry. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, Zuby. How are you doing, man? Glad to be here. Awesome, man. Glad to have you here. So I've done a very, very brief intro right there, but why don't mm -hmm. you introduce yourself to the listeners and tell them a little bit more about who you are and what it is that you do? Yeah. So, uh, so long story short, I, uh, like you said, owner, founder of Ground Shark Coffee. I've, uh, my business partner does all the roasting, all the coffee, all the product development, everything in that nature. That's his realm. I do the business side and the sales side. Um, we started up back in August. I think our, our first live day was August 18th because it was 8, 18, 18. And, uh, since then we've just been moving slowly building and building and building. And actually just like two weeks ago, we became profitable. So that was a wow. really good feeling. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So what on earth led you to starting a coffee company? Cause that's not a the thing an average young man does. Dude, we just thought it'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was literally that simple. So my business partner, he's, uh, he's like in his mid thirties and he, um, he's got a culinary arts degree and he's used that to basically make his way. He worked at whole foods for a while. He worked at, uh, or I guess that was a big one, but a lot of his like freelance work over the past couple of years has been as a personal chef. So a lot of them have just been like for events and stuff like that. And then like, if you've got a wife or a girlfriend and you want to have a really romantic dinner for Valentine's day, but you don't want to cook or you want to have a chef come and prepare you like an amazing meal, that's his gig. So okay. yeah, for like, for kind of whatever, whatever you want, um, to an extent, he'll come and make it happen. And, uh, we were sitting down to grab lunch one day cause he posted on his Facebook that he had quit his job about a year before and had been stressed and never really knew if ends were going to meet, but he was the happiest and most fulfilled he'd ever been because he was finally going in on like what he was passionate about. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was 23 at the time, just turned 23. And, uh, 
I saw that and I had just started my career in construction about what this was May. So it must've been three months before. And I was already just like, I got to get the hell out of here. Like, this is not going to work for me. And, um, so I, uh, I saw his post on Facebook. I messaged him and we got lunch. We started talking ideas came and went and the, the coffee idea was just like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. But basically the gist of it was him realizing that he could, he doesn't, he's not good at business. He's not good at sales. He's not good at people. He's very, very introverted. All he wants to do is make food. And he was like, dude, if you can put me in a spot where all I got to do is make food, I'm a happy man. And I was like, all right, let's figure it out. So ideas came, coffee came uh, a couple days later. He texts me, he goes, that coffee idea, man, I love it. And I was like, all right, let's go. So we, uh, we got really lucky. We, there was a uh, coffee fest in Denver that happens about once a year, but it happens in different cities all over the country. So we got really lucky that there was one happening in Denver two weeks later or three weeks later that we could go to. And the next, the one before that, that was in Denver was probably like four years before. Oh, wow. So it was like, yeah, it was like perfect timing. And, uh, so he went, we, uh, we got the ball rolling. We met some guys that actually rent out their roaster. So we just rent the roaster from them for the hour, two hours, three hours a week that we use it. That keeps our costs down. So I was, that was really like the reason we were able to hit the ground. Otherwise it would never have been feasible. Awesome, man. So what other ideas did you have initially besides a coffee company? Were there other things that you had in mind and then you were like, okay, we'll, we'll go with that one. Yeah, there was a couple. Um, I, I don't remember now, but a, a, basically the gist of it was his like sh- cooking, mm-hmm. right? Just kind of as in having a, uh, like a business manager and stuff like that. That was the big one that stuck in my mind. Um, Food truck came and food truck went really quick. That was not going to stick around. Yeah. That's uh, so saturated out here. Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It's not, it's not very common here. Really? No, not no, at all. They're everywhere in Denver, dude. All right. That's I think, interesting. I think like 90% of them fail in the first year or two. Like they, they don't do well. Yeah. No, that's fair enough, man. So um, why coffee? It was something that he figured he could learn pretty quick. Um, and, uh, I like it. I've always liked it. I've, uh, my dad, when, uh, when I was growing up, my dad always told me that I couldn't drink coffee until I was old enough to like it black. So I eventually <laughs> kind of like developed an affinity for it. And then, uh, dated a girl in college who was a barista and she kind of showed me like what good coffee is. And then like, just kind of through that and then trying it more and more and more and eventually really liked it. So just kind of felt natural. No, that's fair enough, man. So let's uh let's take it back, man. I want to find out a little bit more about the the man behind the brand. So, whereabouts are you from? Where did you grow up? I'm I grew up in St. Louis. I live in Denver now. I came out here to go to school. Um, came out here to play lacrosse on the CU team or University of Colorado. Um, mm-hmm. and then uh, about two years, two and a half years into that, so I left. It's a spring sport, so I left after the fall, uh, like training season, fall ball. Mm-hmm. So. I played two full seasons. Then I left after the next fall. So two and a half years on the team. And when I left, it was because I just kind of knew that it wasn't going to work out long-term. Like I just, I didn't want to do it anymore, but I made a deal with myself that if I were to leave the team, it wasn't because I was too hard. It was because I just didn't want to do it. So I picked up jujitsu and started doing that. And I kind of made a deal that like, that first semester, I would put as much time into that as I would have into lacrosse. Okay. And so I was doing two a day, like I was practicing, I was in the gym at least, at least 10 times a week. Wow. And, uh, I absolutely fell in love with it. And so that's kind of eventually blossomed into ground shark because my business partner is one of my coaches. And, uh, that's where the name comes from too. Cause jujitsu is a grappling sport or mm-hmm. grappling art. It's a kind of an old joke in the jujitsu world that, the ground is my ocean. I am the shark. And most people don't even know how to swim. And I think it was, I forget who said it. It's kind of attributed to a bunch of people, but basically one of the, one of the big names in the sport. Um, so yeah, so that was, that was a big moment for me leaving the lacrosse team because that was still part of the pipe dream that I had had growing up. Um, okay. Go to college. Okay. No, I was going to say that's what you wanted to do professionally initially or no, it wasn't even that I wanted to do it professionally. I started too late to do it professionally. Um, but what it was, was like, 
part of the prescribed life for me anyway. Like I fell in love with the sport. I was going to do engineering because that's what I grew up doing. My dad was an electrical engineer. My mom was an interior designer. So I kind of mixed the two and came up with civil engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to be an engineer. I played lacrosse. Like it was like all like for me set in stone. And this was the first decision I made where my parents were like, what are you doing? Don't do that. Um, I was like, I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. So th- that's, that's last year you mean with starting the ground truck? No, 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 Wait. no. I I meant leaving the lacrosse team. Oh, um, okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, no, gotcha. that's my bad. I guess I did. Okay. I kind of jumped around. Um, no. So that was, that was the first decision. And that kind of put me on the track of like, actually finally trusting myself and making the decisions that I knew I had to make, which eventually led to ground shark, which was the first, like, I guess, really big decision yeah, I man. made that was totally on my own. Awesome, man. So you're doing, uh, you're doing ground shark full-time now, is that right? Yeah. Uh, you could say that. Um, I left my day job March 29th. So looking at my calendar, okay. Three and a half weeks ago. Okay. So and, this is well-timed. Uh, yeah, no, it is. And uh, so I, I left my day job then. And I actually, the reason I was able to leave my day job was because it's funny how it all ties together. I actually got concussed at the end of January. I was training for a Muay Thai fight. I got kicked in the head, knocked out, and it just rocked my world. Mm. And I had never, I hadn't, uh, I'd heard of CBD, you know, the like the hemp derivative. Um, so I'd heard of it. I had never tried it. I'd always been kind of a cynic. And then after my concussion, all my teammates were like, dude, try out CBD. It was amazing for my head. Like when I was recovering, it helped me just get myself back and like find some clarity. So eventually I tried it and it was like night and day. Like one day I felt hungover. I tried it that night, used it again the next morning. And the next day I actually felt like I could live. Wow. And, uh, and so I wound up about a week later meeting the owner of a startup CBD company. And I started telling him my story. We started talking about it. One thing led to another. And now I'm, uh, I guess I don't really know quite what my official title is going to be yet, but I'm one of the sales reps and it's a totally commission-based job. And I'm also going to be doing marketing and website work for them. So it's okay. it's very freelance. I don't view it as a standard nine to five because it's really like however much I put in is how much I'm getting out. Mm. But uh, that was really what came across my plate that was like, oh, I can do this. I don't need a job and I can, I, I don't need my standard career path. I can make the chit, the shift and actually keep paying the bills. Yeah. So that was big. That's awesome, man. And how's that transition been for you? I mean, it's been a, just it's a couple so of weeks. Fun. So yeah, <laughs> it's so much fun. I mean, I still, I still make it a point to wake up at seven o'clock every day. Um, my morning is my most productive time. I'm so yeah, dude, I, I can't, <laughs> Like right now, like I haven't eaten yet because I knew it's one thirty my time. If okay. I if I if I had eaten before this, I knew I'd be food combing and I'd just be a zombie on this. So I was like perfectly <laughs> wait. But like my morning is so much more productive than my afternoon that I stopped eating breakfast and that's how I wound up getting into intermittent fasting. Um good man. Yeah, because it was yeah. like after I eat, I just food coma and I yeah. don't do anything. Yeah, and no, I've done IF straight for about twelve years now. Nice. Yeah. Wow. You, you came before, in real early before, before it was so mainstream. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, I guess right now I'm at like three and a half years, something like okay. that. Yeah, yeah. So before it exploded, but definitely not, not the hipster mover. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah I was, I was on that one early. I was on that early. Yeah, I, I gave it you, a try man. for, I gave it a try when I was doing a cut. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'd done like, I mean, I've been, I've been lifting for lifting for half my life now, but, um, I, you know, I'd done the standard thing of trying to eat like every two to three hours, eating little, little meals and on a I diet, it just made, that. it just made me hungry all the time. Just made me mm-hmm. hungry all the time. And I don't know, I was browsing online or something. I came across the Holy grail of, um, of intermittent fasting, of course, uh, Martin Burkan and his lean, lean gains.com. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I, th- I think he might do things a little differently now, but I saw it like in it's early on and I was like, Hmm, this lot. This goes yeah. against this goes against a lot of the kind of bodybuilding dogma that I've mm-hmm. seen out there, but it seems that was like it was like you know what let me try this thing for a week. So yeah, I, I tried man. I tried I tried it for like a week, and I was like, okay, like I'm not hungry, <laughs> like I I can eat because I, I like I like decent sized meals. You know, if I'm eating so, a, if I'm eating a meal inverted commas that's 400 calories, I'm like that's not that's not a meal. That's, that's not like a meal that's... so it's a little snack. And then I was like, okay, yeah, cool, like I can I can eat like a best. It's like yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
like you it's accidentally like, ate it. Yeah, it's just like, okay. And then I, I tried it and I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to have like a thousand, thousand two hundred calories for breakfast, like a big breakfast. And I was like, okay, cool. Oh, I can do this. And then like come dinner, I was like, I wasn't even hungry. I was like, yeah. okay, like, you know, I was having like big, big dinner, sorry, big breakfast, big lunch, like medium sized dinner. And then like, okay, cool. And then of course the, I was doing like, I think I started with the 16 hour fasting and I was like, okay, cool. I mean, I got to some points when I was, I was doing like 20 hours a day and then just like four mm -hmm. hour eating window, just having two, two big meals. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, uh, for me, it's largely convenience to be honest with you. It's uh, Dude, for real. Yeah. Sometimes when my, if I'm traveling or if I'm touring or something and every, everything kind of goes out the window cause you got to just eat when you can eat or whatever. Um, but no, typically uh, it's kind of like 11 till six, 11 till seven, something like that. Just, yeah, it works really well for me, man. And I, I think it, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it, uh, it's just easy. No, for real. It, for me, it was literally like, I realized, so I had a semester in college. I don't know how it works over in the UK, but here we have, we go by credit hours and, uh, I had a semester with 18 credit hours, which was like a full load. And a lot of that was just, uh, all of it was engineering, except for one architecture class. It was an architecture studio and the, the studios are well known for being about twice as much work as any other class that's that amount of time. Okay. And so I was just slammed. Um, and I, uh, I had Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I didn't have class until noon or no, until one. And I realized that when I wake up, I had to wake up at like eight o'clock all the other days, but like when I, I was, I would still wake up early on those days. And I realized that those couple hours that I had were my most productive times of the week, those three days. And, uh, cause Saturday, Sunday I was hungover. So it was like those three days, <laughs> I was like, those are the best days to work. So I realized then that like, if I ate, that was wasting those that time. And then I would food coma and then I wouldn't use the time after it. So I just kind of naturally found intermittent fasting that way where i was like this is what i'm doing and then i found that and i was like oh i got a name for it now mm -hmm. like and it was such a big uh realization for me that energy management is so important like so much more so than time management almost yeah man it's uh yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to work on both of those things right now i'm uh slammed is a good word i, I don't people don't yeah. use that here in the uk i, I might start <laughs> I, might, I might start using that i, I like that slammed. word i use it a lot yeah 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 so um i want to come back a little bit to uh to ground shark coffee so it's funny i'm not a i'm not a coffee drinker i i can't i can't drink coffee so, yeah <laughs> like, none of you guys can huh <laughs> dude i'm i'm terrible like i've drunk i've probably drunk two cups of coffee in my life like i've good That's when i was <laughs> when I was when I was a kid, I used to try it, and I didn't like it. Co coffee and beer, I never liked either of them. And my parents would always be like, "Oh, wait until you're, you know." Yeah. When I was when I was ten, it was like, "Wait until you're 16. When I was sixteen, it was like, "Ah, wait until you're twenty. I was twenty. I was, like, I was like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna, I don't think I'm gonna <laughs> like this stuff." But um, yeah, no, it's funny because I, I like caffeine. I, I don't, mm -hmm. drink, I don't, I don't drink or take a lot of it. But like, I like, I almost wish, like, I, it's one of those things. Like, I kind of, in a way, I wish I liked it. Cause yeah. I like the caffeine buzz, but, um, maybe I haven't tried the right thing. I haven't tried get ground shark yet. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll change maybe, my life. If I, maybe if we ever get it <laughs> over there to the UK, make shipping yeah. cheaper, <laughs> something we're struggling with, man. Oh dude. Shipping, shipping costs can be, can be huge. Unbelievably, unbelievably yeah. a pain. Yeah. Very bad. So what I'd like to go into, I like to, uh, get into detail on the podcast, especially because I know some people listening to this might be thinking of starting their own business or mm -hmm. kind of doing what you've done, going their own way, creating, you know, going against the grain, creating something a little bit different, right. doing something entrepreneurial. So can you like talk us through the actual steps that it took for you to go from yeah. point A to, to where you are now? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. Um, so it started out, let's, let's do the timeline. Let's see. So last May was when we had the idea. Mm -hmm. So almost a year ago. Um, we started hitting the ground and just started doing things. We just did anything we could. We bought this little one pound home roaster that was, we thought maybe it could work and it, it, no, can't work. Um, but we just, we started, we started doing things. We bought that. We started, we got a bunch of tests. Um, we call it green coffee because it's green, um, unroasted coffee. We got a bunch of like just different things we could do to just start getting into it and like figuring it out. Um, 
we met those guys we could rent the roaster from. Then we started getting a little bit more professional. They were huge as mentors because they walked us through what would and wouldn't work, what they've done, what they, what they messed up, what worked for them, like the whole nine. They were, they've just been amazing for us. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think the, you could say we got lucky when we met them, but in reality, it was one of those things we just like, we hit the ground and started moving and it was inevitable that we would meet someone like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so we met them. That was a huge help. We started getting the product created. We started testing. We found some beans that we liked. We found some roasts that we liked. We we figured it out and, uh, we set a timeline August 18th, 18, um, because it was a little bit of a stretch to force us to make it. And it was a good date. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So we picked that. Um, the marketing aspect of it was for me targeting people who had followings. I knew that with, with our limited capital, cause we didn't take out any loans. We didn't, there's no investors. This is all coming out of our day jobs. Yep. Um, and, um, because of that, I knew that the marketing would have to come from a social media standpoint where I would build my personal brand and the business brand and you'd bump the two off of each other simultaneously. Yeah. Did you and, already, uh, did you already have any kind of following at this point already? Minor. Um, okay. I had a Twitter, maybe 20 followers. I never okay. used it just for like reading other people's stuff. And then mm -hmm. my Instagram was mostly, uh, just my friends. Okay. But I at least I had been working on photography, actually, that the girl I was dating at the time really got me into. And uh, so that was starting to bump up. And is this the one who was these. is this the girl who was also a barista or? No, no, no. That was the one before. Oh, and I actually, see. I see. I see what you're doing, Nick. I see. Yeah. Yeah. What skill do I want to learn next? <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, carry on. But, uh, <laughs> no. And, uh, it's funny how that works, man. Right. Like you, you get so close to somebody and like, you just pick up something that they do and like, you don't even think about it. And then later you look back and you're like, Oh man, that was definitely <laughs> her. But, uh, but no. And then Maddie, the girl I was dating at the time, she actually really got me into like kind of added more to the coffee. Cause she actually lived in Portland for a couple of months. So there's like the coffee up in Portland is amazing. And, uh, so anyway, we, uh, I knew the marketing was going to have to be social media okay. and I didn't, cause I didn't have the money to pay for ads. I didn't have the money to buy, like to pay for a great marketer or anything like that. And, um, so I started targeting people that had big followings. So like people in this little corner of Twitter, Hunter drew was a huge one. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he tweeted one day cause I came out with the coffee right around the same time as Ivan Throne came out with his cigars and Kyle Trouble came out with his olive oil. Um, so Hunter tweeted basically like, I can't wait to be eating a steak cooked in Kyle's olive oil while I'm smoking one of Ivan's cigars. And I was like, you're going to be drinking my coffee too. Okay. <laughs> I just like commented on it yeah. and he hit me back and he goes, this is yours. And I was like, yep. He goes, I'm going to buy it. And if it's good, everyone's going to know. And if it's bad, everyone's going to know. And I was like, that's exactly <laughs> what I want you to do. Okay. Um, and so, so that's a very like specific example that I saw an opportunity and jumped on. But I think the, uh, the applicable lesson there is just like, find your target market, find what you're like, where you want to go. And just like, find the people that if you sway them, you effectively sway more than them, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And so like our target market and as we're evolving and growing, it's, we're getting more and more targeted towards that. Our targeted market is jujitsu athletes and okay. MMA fighters. Um, and, uh, my business partner, he's been in the game for 13 years, so he knows a bunch of people. So we're using his connections to actually go after like big names in the fighting world and in the jujitsu world and finding a way to make it beneficial for them to market our product. And, uh, that's been, that's been a fun puzzle to solve, trying to find like people who normally you would have no reason to talk to, or they would have no reason to talk to you rather. Yeah. And trying to find a way to give them a reason to talk to you and kind of grow together. Yeah. Um, well, I think one interesting thing about, um, you know, I'm, I'm a full-time independent musician, you know, and, and, mm -hmm. and have been, I mean, I've been making music for over 10 years. I've been doing it professionally now for about seven and a half years. 
and obviously doing things 100. There's one thing people, a lot of people don't actually realize this. Maybe I need to emphasize it more now, now that more people know me is that I'm like 100% independent. Like I think because I've got a lot, I've got a pretty large following or whatever. So I think a lot of people think, oh, I'm, uh, they automatically assume I'm with some label or right. whatever, or someone, someone's doing stuff for me. I'm like, no, no, this, this whole thing I've built, like nobody, mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody else has really touched this thing. That's but, awesome. Thanks, man. Thank you. But it's like, because of that, you've got to be, uh, you know, if you don't have that investment or, you know, a ton of money or like a major mentor or something like that, it makes you more creative, you know, in terms of marketing anything, in terms of getting the name, getting your name out there. It's yeah. like, you've just got to think really creatively. I think one of the you downsides do. of, you know, when companies or individuals get a ton of money up front is they don't have to, if you, if you get low tons of money, you don't, you just, people just throw money at things. You, know, you don't yeah. really think of like, okay, what's going to be effective or how can we get creative? Okay. We've only got $500 to do some, some marketing, right? So yeah. how, how can we, what can we do with $500 that's going to make an impact? Whereas if it's, you've just got like 50,000 to throw at stuff, you just be like, yeah, just, just like run like a billion Facebook ads. Oh yeah. Get that billboard in the town. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. you know, you can just kind of burn through this thing and you don't know what's working and what's not working. And yeah, I don't know. I think it's good to, you, you described it as putting a puzzle together. And I think that's mm-hmm. where a lot of the fun is. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah. It's like I'll, every couple of weeks, I'll change all the copy on the website. I'll change the photos. I'll change different calls to action stuff like that. I've actually, that's what I was working on today. Um, and it's like, every time I change it, we either get a little bit more or we get a little bit less. And I'm like, all right, change it again. Like yeah. and just keep refining what works and finding more. And it's, it's so tedious sometimes, but it's, <laughs> so, it's so, um, rewarding. Yeah. So it's like, you get creative, you go off the wall, dude, your, your deadlift video. Like <laughs> that was like perfect, right? Like you, you nailed that. And then you want it like, right. Like Joe Rogan talked about you on his podcast, yeah, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's huge. Yeah. And, uh, it's like, that has nothing objectively, nothing to do with your music, No. but it put you on the map somewhere that you never, probably never expected to go. You not know? that, no, I did not expect it to go that far, <laughs> man. I, I thought, yeah, my audience, a couple of thousand people in, on my audience will probably find this kind of funny. But um, I wasn't expecting it to become an international, <laughs> international sensation, dude. I was in the airport a couple of weeks ago. I was uh-huh. I was at Gatwick Airport in London, <laughs> and I, I was in an I was in an elevator, and the guy the guy on it was kind of like just kind of looking at me like you know me. He's like he's like you that guy who 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 broke the the women's deadlift record. <laughs> this is like like a, like an like a maybe like a fifty year old guy, you know. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I saw I saw that on the news, and I was just like, wow. He's like, yeah, dude, yeah. very awesome. funny, dude. very very funny. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, that's so funny, man. Like, of all the things to uh, to to get known for, <laughs> but I think, no, the, and- yeah. But the timing was good because obviously I've got a whole body and library of work that already exists. So a lot of people, I, if I go on my YouTube channel now on my music videos, one of the most popular comments is, uh, "I came for the deadlift, I stayed for the music." So yeah. it's like a lot of people discovered me through that thing or, but then after that, oh, they started listening to the podcast or they downloaded exactly. my album or whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's been a, you know, when, when these weird things happen, you've got to just take them and run with them. You can't plan everything. Exactly. You just gotta, it's kind of like throwing darts at the wall and seeing what sticks, but it's a little bit more scientific than that. It was a little mm-hmm. bit, but like you have an idea, like it's, it's who it's, it's you, right? Yeah. That's kind of why it works. It's like, you thought that'd be funny. You're like, this is hilarious. I'm going to try this. Like maybe other people will think it's funny too, but it's like your sense of humor. Right. And like, I think that's what makes so many big box brands and like big retail stores and everything. Like that's what makes them impersonal. And I think that the, the internet as a whole is bringing us back to, um, kind of like a farmer's market, right? It's like a big Mm. international online farmer's market where guys like me can get our coffee out there to the world. And like my potential audience is millions and millions of people. And like even 20 years ago, my potential audience would be whoever lives in Denver, you know? And uh, it's kind of the same thing with your music. And it's it's really cool to see. Real Talk with Zuby is sponsored by gumroad.com. Gumroad is a platform that makes it really, really easy for creators of all kinds to sell their products, both digital and physical. 
It's what I've been using for my latest book, Strong Advice, Zuby's Guide to Fitness for Everybody. Gumroad makes it really quick, seamless, intuitive, and easy to sell whatever it is that you want. You can get started in just a few minutes by going to gumroad.com, signing up as a creator, and setting up your product. Did I mention that it's free to use? It makes it really quick and easy for you to set up and sell your products and get paid every single week, and it also makes it really easy for buyers to pay you with credit card, debit card, PayPal, various payment methods. It works well on mobile as well as on desktop. So I highly recommend you go check them out, whether you are an artist, a podcaster, a creator, a musician, whatever it is that you do, check out gumroad.com. That is G-U-M-R-O-A-D.com and get started today. Gumroad.com. So at the moment, are you um are you only selling online at the moment or do you have any real world retail as well? All online at the moment. Um, okay. Looking for more business to business sales. I had kind of written it off a little bit. Like I really want to get it straight to the consumer. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten a couple sales to businesses that have just been awesome. I'm like, all right, I, I, any more of those? Like that's yeah. that's what's going to pay the bills. Yeah. Um, and it gets it, it's another one of those things, right? It gets our coffee in front of eyes that we would never see. Um, something I've been doing lately, and I've been pushing. We did it for Easter Seals first off, and Easter Seals is a uh, it's like a special needs care community. So they do, they have daycare, they give them jobs and like the whole nine for like special needs people. It's a really awesome, very well run organization. Mm-hmm. And uh, my day job was managing a construction site. I was a field engineer. And so my field office was actually we were renting office space from an Easter Seals building. And uh, I wound up talking a lot to the guy who was in the office next to me and he would, he had been an entrepreneur his whole life and he was working for Easter seals actually pretty high up in the organization as basically his retirement job. Okay. And so we, he kind of became a mentor for me and actually I need to call him. It's been a couple of weeks since I've talked to him, but uh, he asked me one day, he's like, would you guys be willing to put our logo on some coffee? And I kind of thought about it and I, I didn't really process it right. And I went, how much coffee are you thinking? He's like, I don't know, 50, hundred bags. I was like, Oh yeah, we can do that. Um, so got to talk in, we like, we redesigned our label for them. We put their logo on the front, their mission statement, like the whole nine. Um, and we basically just put our logo on just in the corner on the back and said, this coffee was made, produced, distributed specifically for our friends by Ground Truck Coffee. And uh, it was really cool. And I started thinking about that more and I was like, man, like that's a, that's kind of one of those things that like, it's not a standard marketing tactic that you would see written all over the world, but like, it's very effective in just getting your coffee in front of people that would never find it. Sure. And uh, so now I've gotten another one of those since we're looking at a couple more. We got a couple of like, really good leads that we're working with to try to get it for another couple people. So hopefully that pans out a little bit more. Awesome, man. So what's your daily schedule looking like now, if you have one? Yeah, I'm looking looking at my routine on the wall. I actually, I just bought... Um, this like massive whiteboard sticker that just sticks on the wall. Oh yeah. And like now everything is written on it and I love it. Um, but my daily schedule, I wake up at seven, kind of make some coffee, wake up. Uh, I just started doing the Wim Hof breathing. Okay. You ever tried that? You know I haven't. I, I've heard of Wim Hof and I've heard of uh, Wim Hof breathing, but I've never, um, I've never tried it. I don't, I don't know what it technically is. So you basically force yourself to hyperventilate. Then you hold your breath for about as long as you can. And then you take in a huge breath and hold that for a while. Then you do that three times. Um, And that's like grossly oversimplified, but that's effectively what it is. And I did it yesterday for the first time. Then today my hands and my feet went numb. And when I was done, I felt absolutely amazing. So I'm like, all right, well, I got to try this more. Um, But yeah, so like my morning routine, wake up, do that, have some coffee. Um, and then I write out a daily email that I've been doing lately and then, um, spend the next four or five hours doing the like creative work that we need done. Okay. So copy photo, like photo editing, um, reaching out to like sales leads, everything like that. All the like mentally demanding stuff I try to get done in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'll break my fast around noon, the evening or the afternoon is like, kind of my nonsense time. I usually take a nap. Um, if I have like tedious stuff to do, I'll take care of that. Like going to the store, doing chores around the house. That's when I try to do that. Cause I just am not thinking as clearly as I am in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, once the food coma and everything wears off, 
probably, let's see, my whole routine just changed. Um, after that, I'll start getting a little bit more work done. My roommate gets home from work, hang out with him a little bit, eat dinner. And then after dinner, I'll take another hour or two to get like the kind of less creative work done. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's a good, it's a good work day that kind of fits around my energy level more than it fits around my time. Um, and usually I like to train at like 11 and then right before I eat, but I broke my rib about three weeks ago and uh, right after I left my job and, um, so I can't train, uh, jujitsu. Okay. It was just, yeah, he was trying to flatten me out and like pushing all his weight on it and I was not letting it. And it just, I heard it crack it, dude. Ah. Yeah. It's the worst one I've ever had. And this is like my fourth or fifth one. Really? It's like, it's yeah. It still hurts to take a deep breath like three weeks later. Jeez, man. That's why I don't fight people. That's why I probably shouldn't. <laughs> That's what I, I did. I did play rugby for like nine, did you get the ears? 10 years. No, I didn't. No, no, no. My, no. my, my ears are all good. No, no good cauliflower you. ears for me, Dude, man. It's generally the second rows, the, the second rows that get them in the, oh, yeah? the, it's one of the positions. I don't, I don't know how much you know about rugby. A little bit. A little. Yeah. It's the, it's the guys who are in the second row and occasionally a guy called the number eight that okay. uh, tends to get that because they spend so much time with their heads literally pretty much between like oh are the two, two other guys butts oh so the second <laughs> the row so like in the scrum in the, the scrum exactly row is that. usually who gets it not the front row no not the front row because the the second rows go so you've got the three guys at the front you've got uh-huh. the the guy called in the middle is called the hooker which people like to mm-hmm. joke about and then you've got the <laughs> then you've got the the props on either side Okay. And then, so it's like, so it's like three, two, one. So you've got the, got you. the props and hookers at the front, then the second rows, two of them, and they mm-hmm. go in between those three. And then mm-hmm. you've got the number eight at the back who goes in between. Everyone. Uh, He's guys. the one that yeah. gets the ball, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, so it's those three. Well, the guy who normally gets the ball is called the scrum half. So he's the guy behind the number eight. Oh, so, okay. So the guys in the scrum are called the pack. So mm-hmm. like you've got, you've got eight people. You've also got the flankers who are on the side. So you've got like the three, two, one, and then you've got the two guys on the side and then you've got the, so a rugby team is split into the front. Um, yeah. Into the forwards and the back. So the forwards, okay. there's eight of them. Those are the guys in the scrum. And then the other seven players, those are the guys who kind of like line up, you know, yeah. when the, the ball comes out the scrum and they pass it down. So yeah, so th- those those guys don't th- those guys certainly don't get the ears, but uh, yeah, it's the the second rows and the number yeah. eight who I've seen some pretty got uh, it. Yeah, I've seen some Dude, pretty serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to hang out with the rugby team at CU, and there are some of them that was like, wow, like worse <laughs> than the fighters I know. A yeah. lot of them. Yeah, it's because um, they're just constant like rubbing. Yeah. Just yeah. yeah, the same deal. I got mine when I was still a white belt, and I had no choice but to keep training. <laughs> Oh yeah. It's like I've only been training for a year. I don't I still don't know nothing about fighting. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, if I stop now, I just look like I can, but I can't. I have no choice. <laughs> I have to keep going. Yeah, man. So what what got you into um what got you into fighting? I had never been in a fight before and I felt like I should. It was oh. literally that simple. That's interesting. Yeah. That's um that's, that's funny. That's that's an interesting mindset. I think most guys are like, if they've never been in a fight, they're like, okay, well. Let me try to keep things that way. Let me not, let me not go seek it out. Yeah, man. I, I just heard like so many people say like, you don't know who you are until you get punched in the mouth. Mm. Um, just any kind of variation of that. And eventually I was like, you know what? Like I've never been in a fight. I've had punches thrown at me and I, it's never like evolved into anything. Um, and I'm just like, you know what? I should, I should figure that out. And yeah. honestly, man, it was the best decision I've ever made in my life. Um, was just like becoming comfortable with violence changed everything about the way I view social interaction, which was okay. interesting. In Didn't expect way? it. I'm calmer, very calm. Like mm-hmm. I, uh, it's, have you seen the movie fight club? I have, but not for, not for a long time. So there's I don't a scene, really- yeah, there's a, uh, there's a scene in there where he's getting yelled at by his boss and then he cuts away and narrates and he's basically saying, after Fight Club, everything in the everything in the rest of my life just gets the volume turned down. Okay. Like it, it's it's hard to care when your boss is yelling at you when you just got punched in the mouth last night, right? Mm-hmm. Or choked out or whatever. Um, and it's very accurate. You know, it's it's like I'm just kind of across the board calmer. Like people start getting all feisty and everything when I'm at the bar, and I just like, come on, dude, 
stop it. Like, <laughs> you almost avoid fights by just being so calm about the concept of fighting that it throws people off and they're like, what, mm. what? what's going on? And yeah. they back off. That's interesting, man. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I've never, I've, I've always, um, like I'm, I'm obviously like really into physical activity with all my training and lifting and stuff, but mm -hmm. I've never, um, I've never actually like gotten into a combat sport. Like I've tried a whole ton of sports, but I've never done any like boxing or uh, jujitsu or anything like Dude, that. What's that? You'd probably really enjoy it. Yeah. That's yeah. I, I probably would. It's, I think I probably will at some point. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I've got, when I've achieved certain goals and aspirations that are right a lot more life crucial for for me to yeah, achieve no, definitely and i've got some you know a little bit of spare capacity and it's like ah let me uh let me take on something new i like to try something new every couple every couple of years you know in uh mm -hmm. 2014 and 2015 it was all about language learning you know i like nice you know picked up french and spanish and did like a german course as well mm -hmm. um french and spanish have you know w w to be honest with both of those languages i've within about within about eight weeks i can get like really pretty good at either of those languages again like i i always remember the basics if i meet a french person tomorrow i can i can still have a conversation with them or whatever but right. um it's not as fresh as it was because you obviously you got to keep yeah for it to stay there you got to keep 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 using it and just recently this year I haven't been meeting a lot of French and Spanish speakers, so I haven't really been using it, and I'm uh -huh. not going. I'm not going out of my way specifically to right. like do a lot of it. But um, yeah, I think uh, it's good to pick up new skills every year. Or so, dude, definitely. I uh, actually took four years of German back in high school. Oh yeah, and have not used it since. It's gone. Yeah, yeah. German, I could probably get it back, but it's gone. Yeah, German is tough as well. And then if you go to Germany, like I've been to Germany several times, and if you go to Germany. So many people speak such good English that it tends to default into English. So if, even if yeah. you want to speak German, their yeah. English is probably going to be way better than your German. So it defaults yep. back. Whereas in, Fran in France and Spain, a lot of French people and Spanish people don't speak good English. So in a way, it's better because it's like, okay, well, if right. we're going to converse, my French is better than your English. So we can, we're going to yeah. stick with French and it's, no, it's kind of better from that perspective. Yeah, yeah. Because then you can actually uh -huh. practice. Yeah. Going down to, I've gone down to Rio and I really should have known a little bit more Portuguese than I did. Oh, yeah. And then Belize, I was actually there last week. That was all English speaking. And then a couple of times I've been in Mexico, it's all Spanish. And then working on the construction site, you'd think that I should have thought ahead back in high school and learned Spanish because <laughs> we have so many uh, Latino workers. But no, that was. There's a lot of Spanish yeah, yeah. in my world. Well, man, dude, it's you got plenty of time, man. If you want to pick any of those up, man, bye. Yeah, I got too much going on as it is, but yeah, I, 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 I need I to, you know. Yeah. It opens your world up. It really does. It really does. It's I didn't realize um I mean, I've always thought languages are important, especially I think I think this is one thing as well, you know, being um obviously the UK is uh geographically a little detached from the rest of Europe being an island. Mm -hmm. But um, I think in Europe in general, because you've got so many different cultures, so many different countries and so many different languages in a relatively small space. So like all of Europe, excluding Russia, is smaller than the US, right? Right. So, but within Europe, you've got, I don't know, 40, 40, 50 completely different languages in, in that mm. same geographical space. Even Spain has like three different, totally different dialects of Spanish, right? Like very different. Yeah. Well, in Barcelona, they speak more Catalan, which is not even mm -hmm. Spanish. That's a that's a different language. Um, <laughs> that's my do, point. <laughs> yeah, they they do see, speak Spanish as well. And then uh, in the north, um, around oh gosh, what's the name of that place? Is it Andalusia? They've got another. They've got like another language that they speak. I can't remember off the. Ah, this is gonna annoy me now. I can't remember. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my brain, but they've got another language there. Yeah. But um, and then yeah, so so it's it's really really interesting because you've just got all these different languages, and you know, every time anytime I go to a country, I I like to, I can probably at least say like hello, thank you, and goodbye, and like I don't know, mm -hmm. ten or fifteen, ten or fifteen different languages. Because even just knowing those little bits, it's cool. Like if you're there or 
if you're in, yeah. in Serbia or in Czech Republic or in uh, Lithuania, even if you just yeah. say like a couple of words, people are just like, their minds are just blown. They're like, oh, well, you know, like, yeah, dude, it just takes become, a little bit, just yeah. a little bit. And then like, I've talked to a couple of German people recently yeah. and I've been like, I've just said like a couple sentences and they're like, oh, you know German? And then I've gone right back to English. You've been <laughs> yeah. like, nope, I know that. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah, enough yeah. to make an impression. That's it. Yeah, all I got. Yeah, it's really funny, man. But it's always fun. I, it's just like I like to see people's eyes light up. Like in yeah, the UK, obviously you've got um you've got a big Polish population. So I know I know literally like six or seven phrases in Polish. Yeah. But it's just so funny, like because nobody expects nobody expects a black guy to know any Polish, right? So <laughs> so <laughs> so so if you just say like anything, they're just like you know their 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 faces yeah. just like light up. So. Yeah, it's really, really funny. Same with like um, Lithuanian, Croatian, mm. Serbian. I've been to all those countries. So it's like, OK, let me at least learn like, thank you. Hello. Yeah. Goodbye. What's your name? Uh, yeah. And maybe like my name is Zubi, you know, just like some really yeah. basic, really basic phrases. But they get you a long way. Mm, they really do. Yeah. So what's next, bro? Um, you've taken this big leap to go full time now with your new company. And mm. uh, I can see you're obviously an ambitious dude so what is the uh what's the future for ground shark coffee where do you see it going that's a big question mm -hmm. um my uh my dream with ground shark my business partner wants to sell me his half once we get it big enough and use it to buy a sailboat and just go live out the sailboat sail the world then just go do his own thing for the rest of his life Nice. Um, yeah. And that is awesome. <laughs> what I, I would like to do with it at that point is keep growing it and hire it off as much as I can and just be very hands off with it. Mm -hmm. Um, that being said, it's become my baby. And now I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that, but I need to, that's like the, the curse of the entrepreneur. Right. Yeah. Um, I'd imagine it's probably pretty close to how parents feel when their kids grow up and move off to college and it's like, all right, time to go. But uh, that's the dream with Ground Shark, right? Build it up, make it something I'm very proud of, and then start hiring it off. Maybe sell it if the price is right. I don't know. Um, and then start working on something else. And I, th I love the chaos and the just nonsense of the startup world, right? Like just every time I turn around, there's more just weirdness going on. And it's I love that it's exciting. It makes me feel alive. Right. So yeah. I want to keep, I want to keep doing that as long as I can and keep working on other projects. And really I want to get, I like getting my hands in a lot of different things and I want to take ground shark a little bit more vertical. I'd like to have a coffee shop at some point. I'd like to own parts of coffee farms, maybe in Brazil, maybe in other countries. Um, and just have like a little bit of the whole supply chain start to finish. Mm. Where's, um, the, where's the coffee source from at the moment? Right now, all Brazil. But okay. we've got some Indonesian on the way. We've got a couple other countries we're testing. We're actually, my business partner's doing a, what we call a cupping, but it's effectively a taste testing tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, and then we'll, he's going to bring back a couple different ones that he likes and we're going to go through them. Um, so we're working on new stuff. But okay. right now, all from Brazil, um, I would like to, like I said, get totally vertical with it. Um, I'm also working on a bunch of other things. I'm starting up another podcast. We're calling it the unemployables. I'm working with another guy who quit his job, like right after I did. Um, so I don't know where that'll go. Um, and then what else? I'm working on rolling out like some business consultations and maybe a course with, you know, Jeff Putnam of rugged legacy. Uh, you might have seen him in Twitter. Vaguely, yeah, yeah. He's, he's been new from from Twitter, um, but not like yeah, not, no, no, yeah, yeah. Got you. Um, he's a he's a great dude, and me and him have been working a lot on like consolidating our knowledge and trying to package it to give the people. Um, and then something I've kind of realized recently is that my like what really gets me going is connecting people to their dreams. Um, that's how I fell into the ground shark role of. My, my business partner, like his dream is to buy the sailboat, but his really the meat of his dream is to buy that sailboat by doing what he loves. Got it. Yeah. You know, like he could very easily go and get a high paying job as a chef at some other restaurant, like just some, some job, right. That would mm -hmm. pay the bills and eventually get him there. 
but to him that's selling a part of his soul to make it happen yeah um and so it's so cool to me to like be a part of that and just connecting people with where they want to go, putting people in the right position, giving people the opportunity to make their dreams a reality, whatever that looks like, be it professional or personal. I love that. Awesome. And I've been realizing that lately. And so what I've been thinking a lot about past couple of days has actually been like, how can I monetize that and actually make a living doing that? Cause that's in reality, like that's my train job. Mm. Um, so what's next for me personally, figuring out that path you know okay. yeah no doubt man well we're we're all gonna make it man we're all gonna make it i love yeah. i love i love i'm really enjoying doing this podcast because it's so cool talking to such a you know, i've spoken to such a range of people but you know everyone's inspiring and fascinating in their own way you know so it's like mm-hmm. um and obviously being an entrepreneur can be lonely man it's sometimes you're like Dude. i'm the only i'm the only person feels like you're the only person doing something that's against the grain or really chasing after your own dream or passion and not just being a cog in a machine. And yeah, it's a, it's a weird mindset, but anytime I talk to an entrepreneur, I'm just like, I feel you. I I I feel you. You Yeah. 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 I I know what you're talking from. It doesn't matter if it's music or coffee Mm -hmm. or watches or, you know what I mean? There's like like that connection right there. And uh, actually I didn't realize this when I quit my job, I'm such an extrovert. I never put two and two together that, by quitting my job and working from home, I won't have any coworkers. Mm. Like my, I make sure I always talk to my roommate before he leaves for work in the morning, because that's like, I need personal interaction, but like, and then I don't see anybody or talk to anybody unless I'm on a yeah. call until he comes home for lunch. If he does. And then it's like, there's another four hours and I'm like, I'm alone all day. And I'm like, yeah. blowing my brains out over here. <laughs> like, God, I need to talk to somebody. Yeah. But, uh, awesome. man. Yeah. It's very good to meet other people on the same path. Hundred percent, bro, and we will most definitely stay in touch. Mm-hmm. Hi, man. So, uh, Nick, let people know where they can find you online and where they can find Ground Shark Coffee as well. Yeah, so you can find me at on Twitter is best. Instagram works too. Twitter is at Nick Lowry, N I C K L O W A R Y. Instagram is at Nick Lowry thirty nine. The number is thirty nine. My website is nicklowry.com. You can find Ground Shark at groundsharkcoffee.com on Twitter at groundsharkcc because we couldn't fit coffee mm-hmm. and then on Instagram at groundsharkcoffeeco. Awesome. I think that about covers it. I think. I don't know. There's so many yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good, man. Awesome. Mm. Dude. Really, really, really good to talk to you, Nick, and to find you as well. out more about your story. Um, and yeah, man, I, I wish you all the best with it. You too, Zuby. Keep killing it, man. No doubt, bro. Have yeah, a good you day. Too. Yeah, you too. Bye. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.